What's up, everybody? Aaron the Dog here with Brandon of MMA Wager. difficulties to start off. Yeah, yeah, we're starting a little delayed there. Sorry if anybody was waiting. That was my mistake. But we are here for the LFA 107 breakdown show. The only LFA show on the YouTubes. Only full LFA show. Really the only one doing it for whatever reason right now. Um, hey, but either we're, way. We're going to make the big time soon, buddy. We'll be breaking it down on... Uh... What's the LFA on? They're on Fight Pass. So yeah, we're on Fight Pass. Maybe, maybe we're, get we're a, fight pass, uh, a Fight yeah. Pass invitation. <laughs> Absolutely. We're available anytime, Fight Pass, uh, that you want to get us started. But uh, we are oh, here. With, yeah, we are here with the LFA 107 breakdown show. This is going to be headlined by uh, Camelo Kirk of uh, the Contender Series. Uh, also, Daniel Swain, of uh, formerly of the Contender Series. Uh, Camelo Kirk. Uh, also an LFA veteran at this point. Um, but yeah, I think, it, I think it should be a very exciting uh, fight. He's the known as the Jawayan. So oh, sorry, um, the Jawayan, the Jamaican, yeah. the Jawayan. The Jawayan. Uh, but we'll be got talking two about different backgrounds. Right. But we'll be talking about that uh, soon. Uh, but until then, the split screen is back this week. Um, oh, you're and- a wizard at this now. You're a wizard, Harry. He's a wizard, Harry. Uh, so as of now, there are seven we'll fights. Both our dogs too. It's a good showing. Absolutely. I got mine. You got yours on the on the left side of you. Yep, that's Murphy. Uh, one of this is Luna. One of my dogs. Luna's Murph gonna dog. give the dog picks. Luna gives a lot uh, of good dog picks. Yeah, and she's got our but, lucky Luna licks. We call it lucky Luna licks. Indeed, indeed. Um, but we got seven fights to break down. Odds just came out last night. Um, so still, uh, plenty of time, uh, before, uh, these get steamed and, uh, there are uh, some closer fights on this LFA card for sure. So, uh, you don't see too many crazy odds. So there definitely are some potential, uh, to make some money. So, uh, I don't know about you, but, uh, I'm ready to jump into this, uh, fight card. Uh, it's been a hectic start here. We're trying to get this all wrapped up and then, uh, we will be live with Brendan Lanahan uh, around 4.30 Eastern time. 5 p.m. Uh, San Diego time. 5 p.m. San Diego time would be 8 p.m. our time. What? Or sorry, sorry. 5 p.m. our time. Uh, 2 p.m. 2 okay, p.m. So San Diego time. Great. I wish I would have known that before I made the videos because you told me uh, three, th- 4.30. Uh, yeah, he told but- me last second he's going to be half an hour late, later than what I said. Oh, okay. 30 minutes later than what I said. Oh, good. We we will uh, adjust. Great thing to talk about on air. Almost as good as yeah. relationship status. Uh, Brandon of MMA Wagers is never short on words on, you know, things uh, both inside and outside of MMA. Man, so, I, I got an outside life, too. I got to work and I got family. It's like one of us is trying to start each fight and write down the timestamp and each time they get ready to start it the other person talks over them so they have to erase the time and rewrite the time so are we ready to maybe get into our first fight of the night let's get it going sweet i'll write four minutes for the timestamp here and Alan is, yeah unless you'd like to take over timestamps and then you can by all means talk the whole time as i try to tee up the fights no okay, thank great. you no sweet. thank you we'll, we can sweet. talk about this Another time, but you're oh, okay. great at we'll it. Talk, we'll talk We've about had this. no issues with Aaron doing the timestamps. When I do them, I, I have no success. They don't show up. So, Aaron, when you're, you the, do them, you're the they man. Don't show up. When you they are do... the man, okay? I'm, right. not, I'm not discrediting that. Aaron, awesome. is he, he, he does 75% of this. I just jump in to, to chime in. Exactly, and I will be the only one offering up my picks also, um, just moving forward so everybody knows. Um, but this fight is at 135. It's between Alan Bagoso and Luciano Ramos. Uh, Luciana El Aguila Ramos is a salty six and five out of Buenos Aires. Uh, he is five uh, seven. That's all the information I have on him. He did fight a bantamweight on a two fight win streak. Uh, known as a boxer. Don't know how old he is exactly. Uh, he did fight in a boxing bout in his last bout where he lost by decision. And that was on May 7th, so should be in good shape. Uh, his last win was in LFA. It was over Ken- Kendrick Latchman, who 
definitely has a notable name, but his record also eight and six, not exactly stellar there, but two fight MMA win streak has an arm triangle choke over a zero and zero guy uh, has an arm bar victory typically wins via submission. Um, yeah, but he also has a few losses, some coming by submission himself, arm bar and rear naked choke, as well as a few decisions. Alan Bogoso, the team alpha male product, uh, team alpha male trying to find, I feel like that next little batch of talent and we'll see, but, uh, five, four, 25 year old bantamweight. So very, very short, stocky, um, fighting out of Sacramento. He's on a six fight, uh, unbeaten streak. Um, he's got a few KO finishes as well as a few submissions, um, one guillotine and one heel hook, as well as a rear naked choke in his amateur, um, one amateur fight. Uh, I just think that this is one that Alan Bogoso is being set up to come in and kind of showcase his skills. Uh, and I couldn't find a lot on Mr. Ramos, but what I was able to find based on com- based on his kind of competition he's faced and overall the types of fighters he's had trouble with, I think Bogoso can kind of fit into that. Bogoso should get his first professional rear naked choke victory if I had to choose specifically, but I'll say submission. Um, I'd say round one, too. Yeah, both these guys are uh, making their – um, what is it, sophomore? If you're making your second fight, is that sophomore? Yeah, yeah sophomore. Yeah, they're both making their sophomore day debuts here. Uh, they both won 1-0. and um, So they're in good hands with the LFA right now. Somebody's O's got to go here. Unless we get a no contest or a draw. We see those two sometimes. Um, yeah, so we got the Argentina, South American. He's on... Uh, He's on what? Is he on a win streak here? He's got two wins in a row. His last defeat was to Juan Da Silva by unanimous decision. You've never been able to bet on him. There's no odds available. Even that 1-0 LFA uh, fight, I couldn't find odds. Um, But the same goes for his counterpart, Alan Bogozo. You can never bet on him either. So both these guys are... um, in the spotlight here, they've never had this much spotlight. I'm I'm surprised uh, he's got a Canadian flag in the background. It has no, it's got no uh, evidence of him having a Canadian background, but possible fake Canadian. Yeah, <laughs> maybe he just trains at a gym with like multiple flags, and they support everybody. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, Alan Bagozo, it definitely looks like this is a setup match, like Aaron said, uh, 5-0. and um, But Luciano Ramos, even though it's a salty record, um, the names have been okay, like not the best. He's lost by three submissions. Um, Alan's uh, submission, well, he's got two submissions. So, yeah, they're both the same age. It's LFA. Luciano obviously has the more um, experience at a high level. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, this Alan Bogozo does look very good for 5-0. and Like, it's hard, it's hard to deny him. And mm-hmm. he comes from Team Alpha Male. So, Luciano, though, at, an Argentina with nothing to lose, South American, he's definitely got a good chance, too. Yeah, I think that the odds are way off here. Um, it is a dogger pass when I look at the odds, for sure. Minus 500 on Bogoso. You, it's just he's untested. Minus 500. Uh, he's going to have a reach disadvantage, for sure, in this fight. Um, he typically gets um, a finish, so there's questions on maybe when things get pushed a little bit. Um, there was no tape on the draw, so I don't exactly know the story with that either but um i mean he's fought to a draw so that kind of lets me know maybe he starts a little bit hot and maybe but again i wasn't able to see the fight so i don't know what happened um and this was also a short notice fight i think both these got uh competitors only had eight to ten days to maybe compete even less than that so Mm -hmm. it's a very you know uh up in the air i'm not risking minus 500 on it plus 375 on Mr. Ramos, I think it's the only option if you're going to gamble on this fight and bet it. 
otherwise just pass. But Donger passed. They uh, like we've beaten the what's that? What's that expression called? We we beat the horse down or something. Uh, we've beat, beat this down a lot. Wait till the weigh-in photos. Yeah, yeah, beating a dead horse. Um, beating a so. dead horse. Yeah, we beat it down so many times, but it's always good to remind people. So this next fight is um, kind of difficult to break down. It's between two zero and zero fighters um, in Taylor Modin, um, Mal Malden, and Ambar De La Haran. Too uh, many, too many names there. Amber Della Haran, like four. We got, we have to type in four different. Yeah, I mean, they will at least make it easy to find her once she starts to fight. They're both five two. They both fight out of California. One has two amateur fights. The other has one. Mm -hmm. uh, Ambar Della Haran uh, is the one with uh, with the two amateur bouts. She went one and one as an amateur, going to a decision in both bouts. A loss to a girl with a zero and one record in LFA as an amateur back in 2018, um, and then she beat a girl with zero and zero. Um, Mary Almire Mario is who she lost to. Mary has not become a pro yet, but did go four and two as a uh, amateur. So there's that. I mean, there's just. I don't know what I can really go on here. Um, there was no tape available for Ambar. I just see she's one and one. Taylor Malden um, is the appears to be a younger fighter. I don't see an age though. Fayan Millennia MMA. Don't know what that camp is. Got a 38 second submission win in 2017 over a girl who was 0 and 4, and she didn't fight again. Did you say you don't know Millennia MMA? I'm not as familiar with Millennia. Um, that's uh, that's uh, Lorenz Larkin's camp. Okay. So let, I'll just take a look at that since we'll fill in this breakdown with something. First of all, there's the number for Millennia. It's uh, 900-989-9044. So that's good. Right you better on be giving us a percentage of these, uh, of these calls. <laughs> the, the, these, are, uh, these are very good names, but none of them are men. So... I don't know who she's training with of these people. So not a lot of it, women fighters on there. <laughs> none. And as a matter of fact, uh, Tatiana Suarez is on here. Oh, wow. Really? So if she's been rolling with her for the last few years and Carissa Sigla, who just, oh, um, yeah. if you know her, uh, she fought Taylor BKFC Starling. Maybe? Or LFA? She fought, yeah. She fought Taylor Starling and BKFC in one of the best fights. Uh, good to see you, Bunny. Thanks for joining us. Brandon says hello. Uh-huh. Let's get it going. Let's get and, this uh, fight. Like, this is so yeah. what, are, what are your thoughts? I would I would assume that the millennia I would assume the millennia grappling product in Taylor has the advantage, but I have no clue. So I'll say Taylor by submission, just because that she's shown she can do that. Training with girls like uh Tatiana Suarez, uh, working on her hands, hopefully with uh Clarissa Sigla. Um, seems like she's got a good camp, better camp. Seems uh, she's got both her hands up while her opponent has a selfie for her topology picture. I'm not sure what else I can really say here. Uh, what are your thoughts on this fight? Uh, that's actually Cub Swanson's camp with Amber Della Heron. That's a okay. true MMA. Cub Swanson and his brother actually, um, so two good camps that, own that uh camp. So She's in very good hands here. I don't know why Cub isn't really promoting this fight, um, but he's got his own things going on, obviously. He kind of uh, just lost uh, pretty badly. And he also, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was that was rough to watch. Mm -hmm. uh, he, he got that kick to the liver. But Taylor Molden is a millennial MMA fighter. Like we said, there's a very small sample size on these women. Um they're both making their MMA debuts, I believe. Yeah, correct. Pro, yeah. pro MMA debuts. They both have yeah. amateur experience of one and two. But yeah. yeah. And that's There's just not much that can be said on here. Like you can try to fill in a little more, but like there's literally nothing to go on here. There's a 38 second fight by Taylor four years and ago. I don't make my official picks. Like it's rare that I'll make an official pick before the weigh ins because. 
like that's the most well, not to mention not to mention you you uh, offer your betting services so offering your picks for free isn't exactly something you're looking to do yeah exactly and uh 20 24 hours before the fight is the best image you're going to see of that person yeah. all the way in before the yeah. fight happens literally a less than a day before right and uh you can really examine a lot by weigh-ins so I take yeah. that into a huge consideration. Definitely true. Especially for these low-level fights. Definitely true. Um, next fight is a battle of Chuck Norris's on uh, Tapology. What the um, hell is this? <laughs> with you know, Uzi. Anytime they don't have pictures. You know with Tapology, anytime they don't have pictures, they just do the dual Uzi Chuck Norris pictures. So I wasn't we have, even aware of that. Like, yeah. So we have two. We have two Chuck Chuck Norris's in this one. It's either um, that or the Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Yeah, we have Daniel Jefferson taking on Jeff Wilson. So not only that, we have two very plain names here. Um, yeah. I wasn't able to find any tape on either one of these guys. Daniel Jefferson is two and two. Uh, he has lost to uh, the combined record of his opponents is um, four and two. Uh, all together, he's been to a decision in all four of his fights. He's lost two. He's won two. Uh, had a majority decision in his last fight. That's pretty much all I know. He fought in August of 2020. Uh, he had a decent amateur career, a uh, pretty extensive amateur career, actually. Um, mm -hmm. Had some wins and losses there, so you like to see that. But it seems he kind of wins a couple, loses a couple. Uh, James Wilson, 27. 5'9", fighting at Kings MMA, so that's a better camp. 3-0 and as a pro. Uh, hasn't fought since December of 2019. Two quick KOs uh, and one quick submission. Also has a quick submission as an amateur. Uh, the best guy he's ever fought. It's arguable. I guess you could say his debut against a 4-12 and guy or the 0-0 zero zero guy that he's – the 0-0 zero zero guys he's beaten. Um at this point, I'll go with Kings MMA. Uh, definitely going to have to see the weigh-ins and see some sort of footage of either one of these guys before I really make much more of a pick than that. But that's all we got to go on here. Literally no yeah. footage on Fight Pass, Fight TV, YouTube. I checked Vimeo. Like nothing. And their names no. are James Wilson and Daniel Jefferson. Yeah, so, there's sorry. So many I know that's not a great in breakdown. That, in that atmosphere. <laughs> what you say? There's so many common names in that that's that sphere. Like, there's probably like ten James Wilsons that fight in fucking MMA. And by the way, uh, Taylor Malden is a minus three hundred favorite uh, over Amber Della Haran at plus two forty. So, just wanted to mention that real quick. So, sorry, I forgot to mention that. And, yeah, this uh, fight is so low level. Like, we have no idea where these guys fit into uh, the category of. Like, like bottom of the barrel, us, bring us call the barrel, bring us home, or they Dave. have a chance at potentially fighting for a championship. Yeah. So, do you have any uh, like real thoughts on this? What's up, Kevin? You finally made it here. Mister Weeks is here. Uh, what what a compliment here. The best wow. LFA breakdown show in the world. We might be the only yo, one. Yeah, I might be the two, only I'm one. Putting two thumbs up. We, we don't have a lot of competition, but I'll take it. <laughs> we might be the only one, but I like this phrasing way more. The best? Well, we're going to go with that instead of the only one from here on out. That's like saying go... Amanda Nunes is the best in featherweight UFC because there's like four other fighters in that division. Kayla Harrison, the best 155 or I'll take it. Woman. Like, again, we are the Kayla Harrison of LFA breakdowns here. We'll judo the... throw you in one round and ground and pound you. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'll go with James Wilson based on Kings yeah, MMA. Yeah, it looks like he's the promising prospect. I'm not going to count either of these guys out. And uh, yet the weigh-in photos are always a very important factor. Um, hit up MMA wagers. I'll have the, the weigh-in photos uploaded tomorrow. Um, always. Yeah, always. And uh, I know it might take a little bit because LFA is kind of uh, – Lazy. I don't know if it's laziness or just time time management is off, but they take until like 9 p.m. Eastern time to get LFA photos actually um, put out. Yeah. But, yeah, so I'll have them out, and, yeah, yeah, we'll go from there. 
Yeah. So, um, do you know what rank James Wilson is for lightweights in the United States? If I had to guess, James Wilson. Yes, number four hundred and forty ninth ranked lightweight in the. Yeah, United that's what, that's the picture that it gave me. It didn't give me the uh, friggin' Chuck Norris with the mini Uzis. It gave me a number four forty nine. So versus the number one hundred fifty lightweight in the Midwest, not in oh. the. <laughs> so yeah, those, those are some wild people. <laughs> those are some wild rankings right there. It's like not not four forty eight. 449, yeah. two and two with no the prospect. Obviously, looks like James Wilson, though, to Kings yeah. MMA, but like it's low level it's a, it's MMA. 400 odds. What are the odds? Sorry, uh, minus 400 for James Wilson, plus 300 for what is LFA doing to us here? That's like a minus yeah. 200 at least. Yeah, this but, is a weird, this is a weird card. Uh, but at the same yeah. time, um, what's his name? Giga came up through Gladiator Challenge. And I think yeah, he's, well, he's you can find number two exceptional throughout. Um, but we'll move on to another fight here. Yep. This fight has much more footage on it. I oh, think we got much... Felicia Spencer all day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I'll be right back, okay, man. Uh, yeah, sure. Um, this fight is a much more uh, interesting fight here, um, and we actually have some footage to go on uh, at heavyweight between Jordan. Heiderman, uh, 3-0, and uh, Nebraska wrestling prospect, um, and Anthony Garrett, who Anthony Garrett, I've been able to find quite a bit of tape on him for one, so that was very interesting to watch. 31 years old now, 6'5", 80-inch reach, um, comes in right at that limit of 265. Uh, gas tank, a little bit questionable. Um First of all, most of his wins coming in round one or right at the beginning of round two. Um, he has a win over J.W. Kaiser, who gave Jake Hager a good run of his money. Jake Hager and him did fight, and he claimed knees to the groin and um, ended up being declared a no contest, but um, looked like. Uh, and then he had a quick finish against Matt Uday, who was three and six coming out of Bellator. Got knocked out in 19 seconds. Uh, also got knocked out as an amateur in eight seconds. So uh, definitely can be knocked out pretty quickly um, and has a little bit of gas issues. Uh, we saw first and foremost those gas issues in the Jordan Mitchell fight, which is available on YouTube. And it says that he lost by punches in round two. If you watch the fight, first of all, Jordan Mitchell is 6-11, and 11, very overweight, short, heavyweight. If you watch that fight, um, there's kind of a back and forth first round. It's a really good first round, frankly. Um, Anthony Garrett is dominating the second round, but there is less than nothing on his punches. And then the ref like stops to kind of separate them. And Anthony Garrett goes onto his back and refuses to get up, literally punches himself out. So on topology, it says a second round TKO due to punches. He punched himself out. Like he, just doesn't have gas after that first round. Uh, does have good size, but that's pretty much it. Um, he comes in at the 265 limit, though, and Jordan Heiderman uh, does not. Jordan Heiderman comes in around 239 pounds, so he's definitely that cruiserweight type of limit. You look at him, he doesn't. he's not a big heavyweight. Uh, he's definitely one of the slimmer heavyweights here, does rely on his wrestling um, at times and his submission game. So uh, he does have a quick knockout in his debut, but had a split uh, win over a 1-0 guy. Uh, then he beat a 4-0 guy in Marcio uh, Blanco, who I'm not too familiar with. He does have a win over David Ramirez also, who knocked out Anthony Garrett. Uh, Blanco has not fought since Heiderman fought him back in November of 2020. Um, yeah, this is a just another one that, I mean, it, it appears that it's for Heiderman, but uh, Anthony Garrett has fought some decent competition. He's a really good size. He's going to have 20 to 25 pounds on Heiderman. And also, if you look at Garrett, he really came into MMA a lot more overweight and seems to be getting into much better shape as he's getting later into his career. If you look at the J.W. Kaiser fight particularly, where he was able to uh, get out from the bottom, uh, establish top control, and then end up getting the submission, 
that was a really good performance and good sign for me. Two-fight win streak for Garrett. I'm leaning towards Garrett, frankly. Um, I think that Heiderman uh, had struggled with a 1-0 and guy and that split decision win. He's pretty undersized for this division. Um, and uh, I get he's on a nine-fight win streak between pro and amateurs, so maybe I look really bad here. But I do think Garrett has some really good tools in the stand-up game, especially that 80-inch reach. Um, he can keep his opponent at uh, bay after the first round, though. This is all Heiderman. So I do think Garrett needs to catch him in the first round really to win. Uh, unless he's really continued to improve that gas tank condition-wise, he looks better. But I'm leaning towards Garrett, but we'll see. I mean, Heiderman is is the favorite, but I got to find some dogs at some point that I feel good with. This is another heavyweight dog here. I think that could really come in and Garrett. Yeah, I think we saw Bubba a few weeks ago cash as an underdog against um, – I'm blanking on his name, but I think he's the right-handed crow cop, and uh, Bubba came through mm -hmm. as a big underdog. So, yeah, this is low-level MMA uh, heavyweights, especially yeah, heavyweights. Trevor Wallace, MMA heavyweights is you're like – You're talking about Trevor Wallace, sorry. Trevor Wallace, yeah, the right-handed crow cop, which did not work out for him that night. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, this is a uh, uh, Anthony Garrett's fighting. He uh, fought J.W. Kaiser, who was mm -hmm. also a competitor against Jake Hager. So mm -hmm. that was like the the battle of the people that lost to Jake Hager. But Jake, but Anthony Garrett actually didn't really lose to Jake. The he was professional him a good fight in his first fighter. Too. He was giving him a good fight, and he was giving him a good fight up until the stoppage. Yeah, it actually looked like it actually looked like Anthony Garrett was going to win as a plus five sixty underdog. I agree. I and, agree. Um, yeah, uh, I'm not saying Jake's a quitter or anything, but uh, it's it's a totally different game when you come into MMA from a WWE fighter. Um, Jordan Heiderman, I don't know much about. I don't think he's ever fought in LFA. Or sorry, sorry, he's two and zero in LFA. Yeah, yeah. Um, I did watch that Mauricio that. Blanco fight. Um, like you said, he's one of the smaller heavyweights. Uh, he can cause a lot of problems for guys if he can uh, if he can get out of that first round. But it's just uh, this is a very tough fight to call. And either way, don't invest too much on either side. Yeah, I do think you make a really good point. First of all, Anthony Garrett, with each fight, you want to watch the weigh-ins because his body is in different conditions each time he weighs in. Some, he looks yeah. very bloated and big. Others, he looks nice and trimmed and ready to go. And like, with really looks like the best shape of his life, but it was just unfortunate because he had an opponent that was friggin' that had to cut down, I believe, to 265, which was not yeah. the best game plan for Yeah. And I think the route for Jordan is really to be smart and cautious in round one. Um, yeah. Really avoid uh, Anthony at his most dangerous. After round one, um, Jordan Heiderman's gas and cardio should make it all the difference. Uh, yeah. Again, if Anthony comes in looking really sharp, his plus 240 price looks really good. Minus 300 and, for Jordan. And let's just throw out the teams they train with. Anthony Garrett is uh, with um title boxing club i've never heard of and mm -hmm. i actually don't know jordan heiderman's um training camp um i just know he's out of nebraska so i'm not Anthony sure if he's Smith, maybe possibly I, you know what i do think possibly but i don't know for sure um, okay but either way instagram is a very good source hit up jordan heiderman on instagram and he probably has a few uh, pictures of him training or with his crew. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. But um, this is one I want to stay tuned. I'm going to keep a close eye on this one on Wands because I do think this is one of the dogs I particularly like on this card. So we will uh, have to see. Um, but uh, Yo, I'm good MMA to MMA junkies George Garcia is fighting this weekend. Yeah. Have you so, heard of uh, MMA junkies yeah, George yeah. Garcia? Gorgeous yeah, George. Yeah, Gorgeous George. The he stash. Even took his nickname. Uh, yeah, the stash at MMA. Uh, 
George Garcia, nine and four, taking on Ricardo Diaz at also nine and four. I love match. I, I like matchmaking when they match them up by like proper experience and record yeah. and everything like that. Uh, size wise, um, there's a slight difference because George Garcia is just one of these very small, van short band weights. That was like Neil back. Magny versus Jeff Neal last week. Sorry. Sorry. I, yeah. I got to throw that out there with the matchmaking. You're saying it's yeah, very yeah. close. Neil Magny, Jeff Neal. It was like a hair difference in like the competitiveness in the, in, yeah. in the, it was another ranking, really, so. another really great, close fight. Uh, this really one is, fight. yeah, between the number two bantamweight in California, George Garcia, fighting on Black House MMA, as well as Seikasan, uh Muay Thai, and 10th Planet Jiu-Jitsu. So really good camps. They're taking on a King's MMA product. And the fellow 30-year-old, Ricardo Diaz. Um, these guys are just at very similar points in their career. They've fought, fought very similar levels of competition. I'll start with Ricardo Diaz, the lesser known. At 30 years old, he is 5'8", out of Kings MMA, as I said. Two-fight win streak currently, although those wins coming to 4-5, uh, and five, Wu J. Kim. But uh, the other one coming by split decision to Desmond Torres, who fought Steven Garcia on the Contender Series. Uh, he got finished by Steven Garcia. Uh, came back, had a really close fight in LFA on the uh, Grant Moore, uh, Brant Moore, uh, Joe Gennetti card back in August of 2018. Um, in Diaz's career, he has been finished twice by submission, um, by an ankle lock and a rear naked choke. The rear naked choke coming to the probably his best level of competition in Jafel Filo, uh, who was six and one at the time he took him on. Other than that, I have some wins that I don't know how they came by. Uh, a few rear naked chokes for him as well. George Garcia, much uh, the shorter guy at 5'5". Five five, uh, pretty used to that at this point. George's, gorgeous George, uh, also 30 years old, uh, as I said, uh, is coming off a loss over an M1 to 7-3 Bayer Shepton. Uh, it came by a decision. Before that, he beat a 10-1 Yuri Kokbuka. He beat uh, Willie Gates, a very well-known amateur or regional guy. Um, I don't think he UFC, found the UFC. Did UFC he? stable. Oh, did he? Okay. Yeah, he did. I don't remember. I couldn't remember if he did he back fought, in the day. I think he fought Ray Borg. Uh, he fought a couple of guys in UFC. He never and, won. And though, uh, right? isn't there another UFC competitor that? Yeah, Chris Beal, another UFC competitor. Right. I was getting there. Uh, <laughs> it's almost like I was working. It's almost like I was working through his record. Um, and, uh, yeah, Chris Beal, however, if we look at Chris Beal's record, have you seen how Chris Beal has been doing since he left the UFC? He hasn't no. won. He, that's he like lost, <laughs> but he lost to Alfred, uh, Kazakian, who we know quite a bit about. Not a bad John guy. Casaneda? Really? Of course. Of wow. course. John Casaneda. They're throwing him – it's because he has a UFC name, so they're going to use him as a stepping stone, and that's what promotions do. Yeah, fucking, and he's just – It's very disrespectful in my opinion. Like, Right, but George Garcia was one of those guys, um, and it was a good fight. It was a majority decision win for George Garcia. Uh, appreciate it, Ryan. Uh, appreciate the – we appreciate all the love from everybody oh, yeah. here. Uh, you know, and it's just uh, – yeah, just uh, I love all the conversation like going on. Said, in we're the, the Amanda Nunez champion in the featherweight UFC division because we have five other competitors that we're going to beat up all day. <laughs> I mean, we're by far better. I won't even name the other LFA content I've seen on YouTube. I don't even know. We're better. I don't even. Uh, there was one I other I've seen. There's one <laughs> other I've seen, but I won't. I won't throw any barbs here. Um, for me, uh, George Garcia. He has kind of underrated stand-up, but obviously he's looking to implement his – not obviously, but to me he's looking to implement his ground game. Has a really strong rear naked choke. Uh, it's how he's gotten, I believe, four of his victories, um, if I remember correctly. Um, yeah, four coming by rear naked choke, um, including against uh, Willie Gates and Seven. Yuri Chobuka, who is Yuri Chobuka, 10-1 and one, uh, out of uh, – Uzbekistan or Ukraine, sorry, uh, the Ukraine. He has not fought since facing George, so maybe after you face George, you're just different. 
Um, I like George in this fight, but I think this is such a close, even fight that I'm worried that because um, George is the more well-known guy, higher profile guy, um, he might be a little juiced here. I haven't looked at the odds yet, but I'm leaning George initially. But I think this is such a close fight. Yeah, this this is like a prototype of each other, it looks like. They're both 30 years old. They're both 9 and 4 with 13 professional fights. It's like they, they're both 1-0 and 0 in LFA. Or sorry, George yeah. Garcia is making his LFA debut. Ricardo Correct. Diaz has that one LFA fight under his belt. But, but like, M1 is solid. M1 is such a good organization. It's probably solid. bigger than LFA. Yeah, we've seen so many Russians. Even Nate Landwehr uh, in the UFC competed in there. And uh, I don't care what anybody says. That fight should have continued. If anybody knows Nate, he should have been stopped in such early fashion against um, okay. Julian Rosa. <laughs> but, yeah, focus. We'll go George. I, I don't know. George Garcia. It just reminds me of MMA Junkies, gorgeous George. Um, he's been a long staple in the MMA media. So I wanted to make a post about that, just joking around. But, yeah, um, yeah he he, uh, he did lose his last fight. I'm pretty sure Ricardo lost his last fight too. So they're both – or sorry, no, no. Ricardo's coming off two wins. Yeah, but he lost a boxing bout, I think. Or uh... Yeah. Er Ermison, yeah. he also lost to Ermison Oliveira, who looks like a decent competitor. Um, right. Yeah, it's just these two are so – evenly matched i do like george garcia's opposition against highly ranked usc competitors even though it was a very brief ranked um a brief ranked uh career for these ufc competitors they were still in there so it's mm -hmm. it you gotta you gotta hold that into some factor he also lost to one of my favorite fighters of all time kyler phillips that was um, a great fight great fight too Fantastic well, two or how three. How can you minutes. say that was a great fight? Two minutes and fifty-five seconds. That's all. It well, was. if you would have, if you had taken the time to do the research and watch the readily available video <laughs> was, on YouTube, that was six years ago. It was a scramble. Six years fest. ago. And uh, the interesting, a uh, little fun fact about that because I do do my fucking work and do my six tape. Six years buddy. ago, I know. I don't care. Phillips is that is that is that Kyler Phillips came out with a freestyle rapper rapping his entire entrance. So. Right. Yeah, if for no other reason, just watch Kyler Phillips actually come out to a freestyle rapper who's like fighting out of uh, MMA, uh, what MMA lab, MMA lab, Phoenix, Arizona. Yeah, exactly. I got my girl. I got my girl to back me up here. You got your hype girl too. Oh, so. let's go. <laughs> so, uh, if for no other reason than that, well, I, I don't want to give any secrets because I also sell my picks, so I'm not gonna. Well. You know what? Uh, the best things in life are free. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. But, uh, right. I do. I do give my my most two cents I can give. And it is absolutely worth it. I am just. I am just absolutely just. Yeah. I just woke up. Yeah, on the you, you gotta hype yourself up a bit. I I know. I know you dig in. I know you do your work. We well, yeah. And I know you do your work too, man. I'm just kidding. Uh, all right. Next fight here uh, coming at the heavyweight division between Vernon Lewis and Alejandro. Can I get Salazar this out of the way right now? You just ruined my intro, bro. Alejandro like, Salazarna. Uh, Sorry, is that Sal what you're going to say? It's Salazano. I was Salazano. singing it as, I just thought I was, Vernon Lewis was like one of those 1990s um, heavyweights that came up in like pride and, and the lower, and like the, 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 I mean, the pioneer he, he, division he looks, of the he looks like MMA. Bob, if you're saying he looks like Bob Sapp, I agree with you. Okay. Um, I'll yeah. <laughs> he looks like Bob Sapp. All right. Yeah. That's all you had to say. So Alejandro Slurzano uh, is known as the Goliath. Alejandro. Alejandro. Sorry. <laughs> it's you made all me good. do it. It's all good. I feel, <laughs> I feel like you're upset because I kind of, kind of owned you in the Kyler Phillips breakdown and now you're, trying to recover a little bit. He's rocked, but it's well, okay. So I didn't watch a Kyler Phillips fight that was six years ago. Hey, you know what? There, there's a, you know, there's the cream and there's the crap. Um, Alejandro oh. is on a seven fight win streak, nine and two overall, six, six, five Mexican heavyweight. So I think we're going to have some fun in this fight for sure. 
Uh, also has fought in bare knuckle where he got a stoppage in round four. You don't see a lot of bare knuckle fights going that deep. So that's kind of cool. Um, has a second round finish in there. Has a first round finish. Hasn't fought the most notable of competition. Also lost a few times to guys I've never heard of as well. Um, I really think this is just going to be a knockout drag out fight. To be honest with you, Alejandro, I have to assume fights like every Mexican heavyweight I've ever seen, which is wild. So, uh, and just is going to go in there against Big E, Vernon Lewis, who's 37 years old, which is, you know, kind of the middle of prime for a heavyweight. Uh, 6'3 heavyweight, uh, Faina Relson Gracie Jiu Jitsu. Not really familiar with that. Has a win over Austin Lane, who got knocked out by Greg Hardy on the Contender Series. Got a uh, TKO uh, ground and pound win there. Uh, has fought in the LFA three times, four times now. Uh, and he's 4-0 and in LFA. Uh, lost to Rudy Shalaf, Shalafor, <coughs> uh, which is a decent uh, decent heavyweight prospect over in Bellator. Uh, and, uh, yeah, other than that, he hasn't fought the most incredible competition. He has a win over Jared Vandera. Um, which seems like every middling heavyweight does when you look at it, like Ricardo Odoms and shit. Um, yeah, I think this one's just like kind of these guys are going to meet in the middle. Uh, I think Vernon needs to look to make this a wrestling match and take it to the ground, use some grappling and get some uh, ground and pound. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Alejandro's on a seven-fight win streak. That's really impressive. Appears to have good gas going to decision sometimes, going to four rounds and – BKFC, although those are like two or three minute rounds. Uh, I'm not going to bet this fight. I'm not really looking to bet two lower level heavyweights, although Vernon Lewis, I would assume, is the favorite being 4-0 in Bellator, having more of a more of a variety of ways to use MMA. 4-0 uh, in LFA. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, it's not Bellator. 0-1 um, oh, oh in Bellator, but 4-0 in uh, LFA also has just the better – um, competition he's faced, which we always like to rate higher in these kind of matchups. So my heart wants Alejandro. I don't know why, though, because I haven't really seen him, but I'll take Vernon Lewis uh, kind of to eventually get this to the ground after being an entertaining start. Almost like the uh, Kyler Phillips uh, Garcia fight, which you can find on YouTube. Yeah, this is this might be a sloppy fight, man. Like, we got two uh, heavyweights um, that have not proven themselves yet. Um, hopefully, I want to throw this out here very quick. Last week on the UFC breakdown, Aaron said, bet the house on Tafon. I told everybody not to. And I want to just throw that out there right now. Wow, we're bringing up old shit now. Wow. So, mister, I'm not going to make fucking Three picks days up. old. Three days we old. We up old shit. Wow. Three days. Is that old? Wow, dude. Excuse me as I get out from under that bus. Man, he is mad. I'm not mad. I'm just day, saying. Kid. Let's talk I'm about that whole day. Fuck, you can wait another day. What the fuck? Okay, Enjoy maybe I should have maybe I should have waited till the UFC breakdown to bring this up. Yeah, you just but, couldn't wait. Anything to say about relevant about the LFA fight that people tuned in to hear about? Yes, yes, I do. Go ahead. I made this longer than I had to make it, but you said I, bet the house. I said don't bet the house. You want another uh, podcast uh, co-host, and I said just don't just don't do it, guys. But some some people had other ideas. Anyways, but I'm not this sure. This is where a good heavyweight going, fight. This is a, a good very... heavyweight fight. I'm not gonna lie. This it can say a lot because one of these guys might make it to the UFC one day. They're both decorated. They both have over ten fights professionally. Uh, they've both been in the game 10, 10 years, uh, so I'm really excited for this one. I'm a big Mexican Pride fan. Uh, this guy has shown very little holes in his game. Alejandro Solar, sorry, Sol Solar Zano. Alejandro Solarzano. He he's showed very little holes in his game. He's winning decisions dominantly. Uh, Vernon Lewis has a gas tank. Issue, I believe. Um, mm -hmm. he, he's only he does have a few decision wins, but it's against lower level competition. Jared Vandera is I, don't, I can't believe he's even in the UFC to be honest. Um, he got lucky in that Harry Hunsucker fight, uh, 
in the contender series. I don't think either of the, those guys should have even been in the UFC. Harry Huntsucker versus Jared Vanderera is a perfect LFA fight, in my opinion. Um, but at the same time, Ver Vernon Lewis has been there, done that, probably faced a better competition. Uh, I'm not like obviously I'm not making an official pick yet, but this is a a, a low level like it, it it is a fight that one of the the competitors could come out with a very solid victory and make waves in uh, the MMA heavyweight division. Here's here's the thing is that when we say low level and heavyweight, almost everything outside of you know the top is low level even within the ufc so saying with guys outside is a little redundant probably and i just you know gotta thank the comment section for having my back here you know i'm sorry i made a mistake with teflon i told you i felt like i was getting uh trapped into that price um also and you know that was a lesson not to trust but you know god trust the heart i know um, mine, it was only minus 140 and that well, jamie pickett fight was so impressive i understand well, I, I, and speaking of Jamie Pickett, um, we're going to have Jamie Pickett on tomorrow for the UFC breakdown ahead of his huge fight against uh, Mr. Uh, is it Mr. Wright this weekend, Jordan Wright, um, where he is a pick on price right now. So I'm yep. in another Teflon situation where I feel I don't have a choice but to bet Jamie Pickett against a guy who doesn't like getting hit in yep. Jordan Wright. I think this uh, is Jamie Pickett what's his inside. Nickname? Jordan Wright's nickname. It's a good Beverly one. Hills Ninja. Yeah. You, yeah. You're obviously the movie guru, so. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and it's, uh, here we go. Last time I trusted my heart, Cerrone broke it. Which time are we talking about? The first well, time, the second time, the third? He's so slow at this point. He's, it's yeah. not his fault. It's yeah. not Donald Cerrone's fault. Everybody, Father Time is undefeated, guys. Listen to this like, love. If this was a, a $100 paywall, it would be a steal. I mean, we easily make our listeners more than a hundred bucks a week if they actually listen to our betting advice. We're gonna so start, I, start a Patreon page. Hey, you know what? We'll we'll stay stay tuned for that because that may stay be coming tuned. in the in the and very. And by near... the way, Toronto Maple Leafs, yeah, King and... of the North. Look at this, King of the North, guys. All right, and, and uh, just number listen... one. Even though I don't <laughs> even watch NHL because it's not even a legitimate season. Because the Canadian teams are facing the Canadian teams and the American teams are facing the American teams. That's probably the first time that's ever happened because of fucking COVID. And, uh, yeah, I don't take that into such high regard. But still, go Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah, just when in doubt. Who, who's your favorite NHL team, Aaron? Uh, it used to be the Red Wings before they became the Dead Wings. Yeah. Um, yeah, they really fell off. <laughs> Yo, you're making That's our audience, you're making our audience man. you're making our audience concerned here, buddy. No, we got we got to calm down. We got to Aaron, please take the mic. Uh, what, what, you what, what, we, we, Aaron, please. Oh, sorry. Okay, I'll stop. I gotta go to the washroom <laughs> anyway. So you start us off with the uh, Jamaican. Thank or God, the, the Jawaiian. Thank the God, Jawaiian. bro. Uh, Forty. All right, uh, Andy's gone. Holy shit, bro. Uh, like we're all, we are all choosing violence tonight. Um, first of all, thank you all for joining us. Uh, loved all the banter in the comments. I love the support. Uh, Brandon, he's a special kind of Canadian, uh, which is redundant. All Canadians are special, but we are on to the main event of the evening. Kamwela Kirk, the Jawaiian, uh, taking on Agent Orange. Hmm. I wonder why Daniel Swain is called Agent Orange. That's right, because gingers make their personality their hair color. Uh, I forgot that's a personality trait. I always forget. Um, but Daniel Swain, 30 years old, Agent Orange, is 5'9", 70-inch reach, fighting out of Warrior Camp MMA. Last fought in August of 2020 on the Contender Series, where he got stopped by TJ Laramie, which looked like an okay uh, loss until we saw TJ Laramie enter the UFC and had a little bit of trouble with Derek Minner. Um, but Daniel Swain was stopped with a rib injury in that one. Um, I believe he also missed weight against DJ Laramie, but I won't, uh, I won't know for sure till, uh, you know, Mr. Uh, Mr. Wagers comes back, but Daniel Swain before that, um, had a win, uh, by our triangle arm bar over Andre Car 
Harsinikov, probably his best, one of his better wins, has a win over a 12 and 3 guy in Misu Nubike. I obviously don't know how to say his name. Uh, Nathan Stolen uh, did lose to Alex Da Silva by finish. Julian Arosa by finish. When he loses, he gets an injury or gets finished for the most part. Guillotine choke against Kurt Southern. Uh, got knocked down 30 seconds. Went to a decision once in one of the losses and then arm triangle choke. Uh, killer be killed for the most part for Mr. Swain. Doesn't go to a lot of decisions either. He's a very big 145-er. Um, definitely has issues making the weight. Um, so that's definitely something to keep an eye on as well. In uh, this fight, Camuela Kirk, definitely the more uh, appropriate. Uh, yeah. Cough, cough, Sanello or Canelo. Yep, I hear you. Uh, Camilla Kirk, um, 10 and 4. So uh, 14 fights versus 31 fights. That's the first thing that stands out for me. The Jawayan fighting out of Siege MMA. Uh, he did fight on the Contender Series where he did get defeated by Billy Quantillo in the third round. Really good fight until then. Had a very close fight against Bruno Souza, which I kind of question the uh, judging in that one, um, but he did end up on the short end of the stick in the split decision there. Uh, then against Gumer Santos, a guy who I really did was not impressed with. He got caught quite a bit against him. Uh, that's one thing kind of about Kirk. He's very methodical, very kind of uh, sometimes a slow starter, if you will. Um, and in that fight, he definitely had to get kind of woken up by some shots by Santos who did miss weight, but then he came back and put him away pretty impressively with some good kicks, good body kicks, as well as uh, punches to put it away. Um, Kirk also has a triangle choke finish of Kevin Kroom, who's gone on to win in the UFC and still is in the UFC. Um, but besides that, not the most notable competition. Um, yeah, I just think that Swain puts himself in a lot much worse positions than Kirk puts himself in. And I think that Swain's going to need to get this down to the mat early to get a submission early. Otherwise, I think Kirk takes this one over. I'll take Kamwella Kirk, Kirk, the Jawayan, by decision. I just think that his stand-up is much better. He'll be able to keep it off the off the ground. Um, but Swain usually gets finished, so predicting a decision is kind of risky, honestly. But I do like Kirk overall, his skill set in this one. But Swain's face-to-bear competition has double the amount of experience, but – uh, coming off a rib injury, had a leg injury in another fight recently. It seems like maybe a little bit of tread getting on those tires also compared to Kirk. So I'll take Kirk. Yeah, Kirk has definitely faced the uh, better competition, in my opinion. Um, Kevin Kroom, he got a triangle over. We all know Kevin Kroom. He's a badass in the UFC, trained under James Krause. He did uh, he did fall a little behind against Alex Caceres, but... That's also Alex Caceres, 23-fight UFC veteran. So a bit of a step-up in competition. Camila Kirk also lost to another UFC uh, staple at this point, Billy Q. It was a round three knockout. And we all know Billy Q is known for his uh, conditioning. So Billy's going to do that to you guys. And Daniel Swain. Like you said, uh, Agent Orange, which makes a lot of sense. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, he's, yeah. he's got like two – he's adopted two kids, and I think he has three of his own. So he has a full house of kids, and he probably has dogs. and it's Bills. Just a, a, yeah, I could just see a, a circus going on there. Um, kind of reminds me of Sam Elvey because I know Sam Elvey has like six, six kids as well. So – Michael, he's, right, he's fighting this weekend. Adopted a adopted a kid as well. So, a lot of adoption. Oh, uh, in the Michael Chandler, yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. So, <clears throat> Daniel Swain did have that loss at TJ Laramie rib injury. Uh, he's also had a couple other um, kind of freak injuries, like a kick leg injury, a doctor stoppage. Uh, I can't believe how many times Daniel Swain has fought since. He started uh, competing like he's already 30 fights in 31 fights. And yeah. he's he's only uh, been a prof- well, he has been a professional for 11 years. So he I also, guess has, some issues. He also has a lot of issues making the 145 weight class. 
And we were talking about M1 earlier, and M1 is a very uh, reputable uh, division uh, promotion. He went 3-1-1 one, and one in M1. He had yep. that hiccup against um, TJ Laramie, who's in the UFC now. But Camula Kirk is a – you can't doubt this guy either. He's the Jawaiian. He's got Jamaica on his side. He's got Hawaii on his side. He comes from a great training camp. Um, he's in good hands. He's got the uh, McGregor strut. Yeah, he's got the McGregor strut. So it's he, hard to, he believes in himself. There's a big belief on confidence is key in this sport, guys. Mm -hmm. Confidence goes a long way. Um, but yeah, this is our main event. I'm very excited for it. I love seeing Daniel Swain back because I think he is a good competitor. And I've heard of Camila Kirk as well. He's the Joe. How can you forget that name, the Jawaiian? Even though it's I just Jamaican. kept saying J Jamaican, <clears throat> but he's the Jawaiian. Yeah, it's right? it should be a it should be a really good fight. I am pretty I'm confident in Kirk, but uh, you know, again, Swain is killer be killed. So he he is the kind of guy that if you're betting on him, you can come up, you can come through looking very smart if he comes through. But if he doesn't, you're gonna feel stupid. That's my yeah. advice. On him, and by the way, I'm sorry I forgot to do the odds on Alejandro Sorzano and Vernon Lewis. Vernon Lewis minus 185 money is coming in on Alejandro. Alejandro is plus 155 currently. I think that is the best dog of the night. You think Alejandro might be the best dog? I think Alejandro. I also think plus 200 on Ricardo Diaz is a very worthy line. Yeah, people want to know your picks. I saw them in the comments. Uh, just hit me up on MMA wagers. I'll have. My full picks. Um, hopefully, yeah. they come out with a few prop odds. They yeah, usually exactly. don't, though, for LFA. Yeah, but. usually they don't. Um, and so I'll just so I, you know, there's no shade on what uh, Brandon's doing. MMA wages is a very worthy package to check out. Um, I've used it myself, uh, and uh, I think that he is definitely worth checking out. So check out Brandon over on MMA wagers. I do not uh, sell my picks, but I'm not judging those who do. Uh, my official picks for this card, uh, Alan Bogoso and Luciano Ramos. I got Alan Bogoso, and I think that he ends up getting a finish, perhaps a rear his first rear naked choke. Taylor Malden, I'll take another submission over Amber Della Haran. Uh, Taylor Malden, I just think, is the more accredited grappler, and that's probably where it goes. James Wilson, I'll take over Daniel Jefferson in the battle of seeing these guys for the first time, but I'll take James Wilson. Jordan Heiderman versus Anthony Garrett. I'm going to take Anthony Garrett here. I'm going to take him to catch him in the first round and put him away. And uh, I just think that at a certain point in the heavyweight division, size can matter. I'm going to take my shot here with Anthony Garrett and maybe really regret it. Um, George Garcia and Ricardo Diaz. I think this is going to be a very close fight, possibly fight of the night. And I do see it going to a decision. Maybe both guys' names are being said at one point in a split type of decision. I'll take Garcia, um, but we'll see. Uh, Vernon Lewis versus Alejandro Sorzano. Um, I'm back and forth on this one. Uh, I do hope that it just kind of stays in the range of kind of the boxing and a little bit sloppy. So Alejandro, I'll take Alejandro the dog um, as my pick. I might have even said Vernon Lewis earlier in this breakdown. I'm really waiting until the weigh-ins to fully solidify that pick if I'm being honest. And then I like Camilla Kirk a lot in the main event as well over Daniel Swain. Uh, I think Daniel Swain has to get a finish to win. I think otherwise Kirk can get the finish or the decision. Um, I think it's getting good momentum in his career. So those are my picks. Um, hopefully in about 25 minutes here or so, if you're watching us live, you can come on back and um, we'll be uh, interviewing Mr. Brandon Lonahane of PFL, who's coming off a huge knockout of uh, Shaman Marias over in PFL, got knockout of the night there. Uh, we absolutely cashed him as a minus 175 favorite there um, mm -hmm. in a spot that he should have been double. So we're going to get to talk to him a little bit. He has a fight coming up here in about three weeks. And then we're back tomorrow at 3.30 Eastern for our UFC breakdown show. Um, we always break down the UFC, and this weekend it's still a really, really uh, good card. But Neil Dariush and Tony Ferguson, and headlined by the lightweight um, title fight now that it is vacated, 
uh, between Charlie Olives, Charlie Oliveira, on a seven-fight win streak, taking on Michael Chandler, who kind of – Don't forget about Edson Barboza. Edson Barboza versus Shane Burgos uh, in a fight of the the year candidate. Uh, And we're going to be joined by Jamie Pickett, who is fighting on the card. He'll be joining us at least at the beginning for a little bit. We'll get to talk to him in the middle of a weight cut, which is always an interesting spot to talk about. Um, He's taking on Jordan Wright this weekend. And it's currently a minus 110 each side. I know I picked Tefan and Newt Jukwe, and I was all excited about that minus 140. I'm more excited about really made me fucking discredit John Young Sung in that fight. You really uh, made me discredit him. Well, I didn't make you do anything. You're your own man. Uh, you, you made I know, I know, but I, I'm easily persuaded. And the way you were talking, I'm like, ah, oh, man, he's I so confident. You, but well, I, I knew, I knew. If anybody, all- Max Beth, it's a Jessica I purchasing um, client. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it, I, it's not the first time my most uh, my one of my more confident picks will be wrong, and it won't be the last time. Marcos was my most confident. But for, yeah, well, we can all Water say it after, we all can say it afterwards very easily. But well, you for heard Aaron, me. I said, don't the bet guy. Maurice Green. I okay. said right off the bat, don't bet Maurice Green. That's correct. Okay. Well, I don't like to. But go we're gonna go Brandon Lockdown in about twenty minutes, guys. I'm excited. We'll it's see gonna it. be about ten to fifteen minute interview. It's not gonna be anything long. Just a nope. few questions and yeah, they know what fun. interviews are. For Aaron and Brandon, take care of each other out there, everybody. Thank you all for joining us. Peace. <laughs>